0: Well, we appreciate you logging on to PewterPirates.com, everybody, and welcome to our House of Brews A Few Extra Bucks podcast. Our title sponsor is House of Brews, a great sports bar in Lutz, Florida, on the corner of Van Dyke and Dale Mabry, more than your average sports bar. Yeah, there's so much more. Great service, great food. We appreciate House of Brews. Well, I'm Mike Neighbors, along with my partner, Bucks Insider Roy Cummings, and we're going to talk about... The story of the day. Now, usually it's a dead period in the NFL, the month of June and July, for that matter, before training camp. But not for Bucks fans. Thanks to Jameis Winston, we have fireworks before the Fourth of July. Now, we talked about this in our last "A Few Extra Bucks" podcast that it would be a three-game suspension, and the NFL made it official today. We learned a lot more, and when I read everything and heard everything, I thought Jameis Winston was lucky to only get three games. Roy Cummings. What is your opinion?
1: Well, I would say that if I had some more facts. And we still don't have any facts. What we have is a major accusation by the NFL, or a suggestion, I should say. It's not even an accusation. The NFL is assuming he's guilty. Um, We don't know where they came up with the information. We don't have any testimony from witnesses. We don't have anything. We have a suspension based on... An accusation and an eight-month investigation from the NFL in which the fans, the Buccaneers, as far as I know, perhaps even Jameis Winston, don't have any of the evidence. Now, Jameis Winston, after denying all these claims initially, uh, has now apologized for his actions. Uh, He says he's taken some steps towards becoming a better person. Um, The NFL is going to make sure that he takes even more steps because their agreement uh, includes, obviously, uh, uh, some counseling. It would seem uh, that he uh, be involved in that, and that uh, you know he uh, he straighten up. So we'll see where it goes. But it's interesting to me that you know we still we have the, now an official suspension. It's official. It's three games, but we still don't have any facts as to what led to the suspension. We don't know if it was his act that night, uh, his actions rather that night. If if he if he was given a game because he uh, appears to have lied to the NFL originally and to the Buccaneers and the public as well about uh, his his role in, in this incident, um, and we don't know if how much of it was is just the fact that you know it seems like there was a negotiation that went on here, and part of the problem is that uh, uh, you know obviously the, I, I think James Winston is being penalized in part because of. What happened to Florida State, too? So we'll see. But it's it's pretty harsh. And there's a a pretty good uh, warning that uh, if anything like this comes again, it could result in much, much stiffer penalty next time around.
0: Well, I think you bring up good points. But I got to say, my friend, when you read Jameis Winston's statements, you know, he says, first and foremost, I would like to say I'm sorry to the Uber driver for the position I put you in. It is uncharacteristic of me. And I genuinely apologize. Now, you know, a lot of fans will say it's not uncharacteristic because he's had issues like this before. Again, he's never been convicted. He's never been served any time in jail for any of this. But I have I have a couple problems. My first problem is with the NFL. You know, you're going to suspend Tom Brady for uh, you know deflating a couple of footballs, more games than Jameis Winston, who has admitted something happened that night. Now, here's the here's the main problem, Roy. To the degree of what happened, maybe we'll never know. But something happened, and the NFL is very inconsistent. I mean, they suspend Mark Ingram, a running back to the New Orleans Saints, for you know, some supplement use, more games than Jameis Winston. It's it's very inconsistent. That's my first problem. My second problem is, and you brought up a good point last time we talked that Jameis. Oh, you Winf- know
1: what? Hold on one second. Uh, excuse me for interrupting, but you know that's just it. You just made two very good points. Tom Brady got more for deflating footballs and, you know, uh, kind of attacking the integrity of the game. And we have another instance where a player was uh, was given more time away from the game because of something seemingly less, you know, vile than, than this. But, and, 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 and that, you're absolutely right. That makes great sense. If James Winston has done everything that this, Uber driver claims that the NFL now apparently says you know he's done. Why isn't it more games? My my, the question I have is: to me, it sounds like maybe the NFL didn't find anything. Maybe they just don't like the fact that James Winston put the NFL and and the Buccaneers and himself in a bad light, embarrassed the league yet again. That it's a second, third offense in their in their eyes. Um, Do they have any evidence? it's quite possible they don't. Maybe that's why it's a three game suspension. Maybe they don't have any real hard evidence. Maybe James Winston never did grope the woman. Maybe he, maybe he tried to make a a pass at her in some form or fashion outside of, you know, groping or something like that. Yes. he, He apologizes, which he should do to the Uber driver for putting her in a, in a, in a difficult situation. Um, he's just being, you know, he's just doing the PR thing there, but Maybe the reason that the NFL has suspended him for fewer games than some of the other violators of the the policies is because uh, he didn't do as much as they did. Perhaps they don't have much on him.
0: Well, I have a bigger problem with Jameis Winston, I think, just because you you and I were in a lot of press conferences over the past six months where he denied anything. And in fact, when this thing broke Roy back in the fall, he released a statement saying the Uber driver was, quote, quote, confused on maybe who was in the car. And now we find out that's all pretty much a lie, Roy. I mean, he was alone with her. We found that out through the investigation. We don't know everything, but we know at some point he was alone with her and he did something that wasn't appropriate. When this first came out, Jameis Winston said, I didn't do anything wrong. This report basically is nonsense. And, you know, I thought you made a good point in our last podcast that this happened a long time ago. I mean, 27 months ago. And he's got going to get married. He's going to have a child. But you know what? His lies happened last fall, just a few months ago. And you know, we don't know what happened at Florida State with Jameis Winston. I don't know what happened with this Uber driver. But what I do know is it keeps happening to him. Uh, stuff keeps happening over and over and over again. And if I'm the Bucks, I, I got to think about Plan B right now. Whether it's Teddy Bridgewater, whether it's Nick Foles, whether it's something, because it keeps happening. And he lied back in the fall. And I don't know what the degree of the lie was, but he looked at all of us and said this was a non-issue. And today we found out it was an issue. That's the problem I have.
1: Yeah, and I have to agree with you. I have as much of a problem with the incident and his actions during it. The in, you know whatever caused this thing to begin with, I have just as much trouble with him lying about it. Which he and if anyone was confused here, it appears that it was Jameis Winston and perhaps rightfully so, since apparently he was uh, blindly drunk or or drunk to, to some great degree.
0: Which we'll never um, know, maybe.
1: Yeah, so, you know, I can understand, uh, you know, why Jameis was confused. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm not impressed with the fact that he lied. Um, sounds to me like he tried to get out of it, and it didn't work out. And, uh, you know, I think that's just as damning, and maybe that's part of, of, of the suspension here. I think it is my, this is just my gut feeling. My gut feeling is that the NFL doesn't have much, um, but it had to slap James Winston around a little bit, uh, get a suspension on him and that it did it. And it also, I think uh, was uh, threatening him with more time. Uh, and maybe one of these games is because he lied. Um, I wouldn't have a problem with that actually, because we've got to get to a point here where these players are honest and upfront when they make a mistake about the mistakes they've made, and Jameis Winston wasn't. He's destroyed a great deal of the trust that I think the Buccaneers had in him, a great deal of the trust that the fan base has built up over the last three years in him. Um, He destroyed that trust, and the only thing we can hope really at this point is that this is an isolated incident that happened two and a half half years ago and that nothing has happened since. Uh, My guess is that's the case because I would think someone else would have come forward since then uh, about this. And you know what, for all we know, maybe somebody did and the NFL just hasn't talked about it. But if that were the case, you know, we'd probably see a few more games on the, on the suspension. So my feeling is that, uh, you know, this is something that happened two and a half years ago. Hopefully nothing's happened since. And, well, you know, James Wentz is going to have to start, you know, right now rebuilding that trust. And the fact that we learned today that he lied about a few things, it's not a step in the right direction.
0: You know, it's the Me Too era. Things like this are so much more scrutinized and for good reason than they used to be. Uh, People are more proactive with uh, what happens between men and women these days. But when you talk about the NFL and when you talk about these situations, Roy, they're very complicated. You don't know the depths of what happened. You know, you look at Greg Hardy a few years ago. He was suspended for four games, and his incident seemed extremely bad very violent with the woman. There were guns involved. Uh, every case is different. That's why these matters are complicated. But with Jameis Winston, for me, the lies really uh, hurt so many people. They they hurt his football team. They could potentially hurt his head coach, his general manager. So many people could be hurt by this. I mean, just talk about you know what he potentially, if he lied to the media, what do you think he told the Bucks, and and how do they feel about it now? Because you know the Glazers were steadfast. We're behind Jameis Winston at the owners' meetings. Every time we talked to Jason Light, you know he said hard knocks. He said to us for years, "I've never seen a better leader." You know what did Jameis Winston tell the Bucks? Did he lie to them too? I'm 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 thinking he did.
1: Yeah, my guess is he did too. And and, and if he did, then I think the Buccaneers uh, really do have to start to question whether he can be the face of this franchise going forward. My guess is that after four years of investing time, money effort into you know developing him as a franchise quarterback seeing some progress in that regard um and some people may laugh at that but there's no question he has gotten better um he has been a, a, a decent player he's not he's not the reason uh for the most part that the bucks have lost uh, as many games as they have during his tenure here but um my guess is that the bucks are probably very very as they said in their statement today very disappointed very concerned about this going forward and i, I i'm telling you i'm i think He's already got strike two. I think the next mistake is going to be strike three. And yes, I think they probably are contemplating what the next step is for them with, or what life without Jameis Winston would look like. I think they're looking at it. I don't think it's going to happen uh, anytime soon. I don't think they're going to go out and make a trade for Nick Foles. I don't think they're going to, uh, uh, you know, start trading a bunch of players trying to get, you know, obtained early round draft picks. Um, but here's the thing. Something to think about, Uh, Mike. Buccaneers are in a tough spot right now. They're going to – you know, a lot of people think that they're now destined to finish to start the season 0-3. And if it all gets blown up – I
0: might be one of those people, Roy.
1: Right. And if it all gets blown up, if the season goes down the tubes in a hurry as a result of this, as a result of Jameis Winston uh, not being available for three games, if it all ends in Jason Light and – Dirt cutter losing their jobs, it, it could result in James Winston losing his job. And you know what? The Buccaneers owners may decide right then and there, blow it up and start all over again, again, again. Yep. Now, is yep. that what people want in this community? I don't think so. But that may end be that may end up where that may be where it goes because there's a yeah there's a good chance that the Bucks are going to struggle through these first three games. I don't know how much better they would be with James Winston to be honest with you. I think their chances of going three and zero, two and one, one and two, zero and three through this these first three games are no no necessarily no better than with Jameis Winston or without right now. But uh, at the end of the day, if this sparks a downward spiral for this team and it's another uh, losing season without the playoffs, uh, yeah, it could be the end of Jameis Winston in Tampa for sure.
0: Well, you know what the thing about Jameis Winston, I, I've always been impressed with is the fact that he can play with a hurricane around him. I mean, he did it at Florida State, and he did it to himself, but he still didn't let the distractions bother him at Florida State, whether it was – I mean, we could name all the incidents there. He's going to have so much around him when he returns in week number four. Just let's reflect on that. The fact that he has dealt with this kind of controversy and this kind of pressure, we know how motivated the guy is. How interesting is it going to see him – to return in week number four, uh, you know, the guy hasn't been suspended. He hasn't missed time other than injury last year, and last year was the first time he had an injury. He hasn't missed time due to something like this. Now, he's been, you know, scrutinized. He missed, a, you know, one game at Florida State, but not this length of time and not at the beginning of the season. But like I said, he has shown in the past that he can play with the hurricane around him well, he's going to have a hurricane times five when he comes back in week four, especially if they're 0 and three, how do you see him responding? Let's just say they're, they're 0 and three or one and two when he comes back in week four.
1: Well, it's going to be the ultimate test of his, uh, resolve resiliency, his ability to focus on uh, the task at hand, as you've pointed out, he's been very good at that. He's been able to perform, you know, in, in the middle of the hurricane. He, he's, he's really never changed in that way. And, um uh, Sometimes he's played some of his best uh, football uh, amid controversy and, and issues, obviously. But um, this is a different uh, this is a different level. He's going to have a team that, you know, potentially could be really up against it and absolutely need a victory that particular Sunday when he comes back in order to keep his playoff hopes alive. Um, but he can't try to save the season all at once. Um, he's got to just take it.
0: That's what real- I worry about a little bit, though. You know how he is. He tries to put it all on yeah. himself.
1: He does. He does. He tries to take on too much. Um, but he's got to avoid that this time around. He's got to look at it. Like, look, I've got to take this one snap, one series, one quarter, uh, one half, one game at a time. I can't try to, you know, get back whatever it is that the bucks do lose, whether it's one game, two games, three games, um, during that stretch, uh, you know, hopefully it's no games, but, um, if it is, the Bucks just might stay with the, with the hot hand. So we'll have to wait and see how that plays out. But, yeah, this is an interesting dynamic for him. Uh, not something he's necessarily unaccustomed to, but at the end of the day, um, this is the biggest test of his resolve yet.
0: All right, I'm not a superstitious guy. I don't believe in jinxes, Roy Cummings, but you've covered this football team for a long time, so I have to ask you this. Why can't the Bucs find a normal quarterback? Why, why can't they? I mean, they draft Trent Dilfer; he looked like a star in the making. We know what happened there. Josh Freeman had some splash moments early; it didn't work out. You know, Brad Johnson, well, you know, was obviously great, but he was older, and but he led him to a Super Bowl. Why can't they, Chris Sims? Uh, and he has a spleen injury. You know, what is it with this franchise? I mean, you've been around all the quarterbacks that I've talked about. You got to be scratching your head, wondering, uh, you know, if they can ever find that guy.
1: Yeah, you know, look, uh, they're they're not alone. I mean, there's there's a lot of teams out there that have struggled to find that quarterback. Uh, You look at the Dolphins since Dan Marino. You look at the Browns, obviously. It's it's gone on for a a while. It's one of the reasons why when people are so quick to say, get rid of Jameis Winston, and I understand their reasoning for it. I, I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. But from a business standpoint, it's why you really have to look at this thing and make sure you've got the right decision. The Bucks did a, a, a an awful lot of work vetting Jameis Winston. Um, look, if they weren't comfortable with Jameis Winston, not just as a person, but as the best quarterback for their team, and that's what that's what ultimately led the you know the decision led the decision to to draft him. Is they looked at him and Marcus Mariota and said, "This is the guy. Yeah. This is the one who's going to lead his team. He's going to stay healthier." He's going to be a better leader. He's going to be a better football player. He's, you know, as long as we can keep this kid on the straight and narrow path, he's going to be the better quarterback. My guess is the Bucs still believe that. They have every reason to. Uh, I understand that Marcus Mariota helped, helped the uh, Titans get to the playoffs last year. Hasn't won him a Super Bowl, hasn't won him a game, hasn't done anything special. Uh, the numbers might be a little bit better than Jameis Winston, but, you know, when you talk to players and you've done it, Mike, Talk to players in that locker room. They will, I mean, they will go through a wall for this guy. They love
0: playing for him. They love him. The team loves him. But but Roy, how about this though? They've told, you know, he's told us things. He's told the general manager, Jason Light, head coach Dirk Cutter, you know, the Glaziers things. I wonder if some of those players, his teammates, feel betrayed. Maybe he lied to them too. I wonder if there's going to be any fallout from that now.
1: There could be. There very well could be. There are going to be some players here who are very upset with Jameis Winston and his actions, um, but at the end of the day, this team's going to embrace him coming back because I think they know he is their best chance to win. If this team wants to win this year, next year, the year after, my guess is that Jameis Winston is the ne- is the best guy to do it for him at that position. Because look, everybody talks about you know Nick Foles. Let's be honest. Nick Foles isn't coming to Tampa. If you're the Eagles, are you going to send Nick Foles right. to the Buccaneers or anywhere else? King's ransom, maybe. Right? Yeah, exa- yeah. You want to give me three first-round draft picks and Winston? Sure. Yeah, I'll take that. Right. But you know, the Eagles needed Nick Foles to win a Super Bowl last year.
0: Teddy and- Bridgewater intrigues me a little bit, though, that, because there's a there's a rookie quarterback with the Jets. Obviously, you know, I, I would be tempted if I could maybe get a guy like that. Because my whole thing, Roy. I was a big Winston guy coming out. Pick him over Mariota all the way. But to me, today changed my opinion of Jameis Winston in a lot of ways. The lies, the defiance that he you know, quoted to us when he, when he heard about this report. If I had a do-over, I would pick Mariota at this point. I, I'm, I'm guessing you would disagree with me on that.
1: Well, yeah, you pick him on character. You pick him on uh, trust factor. Um, do you pick him on uh, quarterback ability? Do you pick him on, uh, uh, you know, looking at him ten years down the road? Who's going to be the, the, you know, who's going to have the better career? I'm not so sure. I do. I still think I picked Jameis Winston. Um, Marcus Mariota has been hurt a lot. Um, he's the kind of quarterback who gets hurt a lot. As is, by the way, Teddy Bridgewater, who was a quarterback that this organization, when it. Probably had a shot at Teddy Bridgewater. Had absolutely no interest in him whatsoever. I'll say it right now, and and mark my words: this team will not. Teddy Bridgewater is not an option for the Buccaneers. They they would rather go with. They'd rather. I'd. They probably go get Josh Freeman before they get Teddy Bridgewater. This team (laughs) does not believe in Teddy Bridgewater. They, They don't think he's strong enough. They don't think he's built properly for the position. Uh, They are not, this organization is not a fan of Teddy Bridgewater. So that, that is not happening. So let me
0: ask you this. Let me ask you this. Bridgewater stuff. That was, that was great information. I, I didn't know any of that, but you know, everybody talks about Ryan Fitzpatrick. What about the other Ryan? Now I covered Ryan Griffin, who's now the Bucks backup quarterback for the first three games in new Orleans and they loved him in new Orleans, but obviously a guy named Drew Brees was there. So there was no room for him there. He looked great in the preseason before he got hurt last year. What do you think of Ryan Griffin's potential? I mean, could, could there be any way if he lights it up in the preseason that, that he's the guy at all? Could that happen? Absolutely. In fact, that's another thing that I think a lot of Bucks fans are missing. Everybody's
1: just assuming that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be the quarterback for the first three games of the regular season. They may very well be right, but I can tell you this. It's going to be a competition. This team is not going to hand that job. Ju- too much is at stake. For this team to just hand that job to one guy based on experience. If Ryan Griffin proves to be the better quarterback during training camp, my guess is he just very well may get that job. Either that or there's going to be a very, very short leash on Ryan Fitzpatrick. This team has spent just more time. than. And and look, I I think you know that one thing that they do well in New Orleans is they, they develop quarterbacks pretty well. They developed a pretty good one there, obviously, in Drew Brees. Uh, they're not just going to take anybody uh, to, to, to fill the, you know, fill a spot on the roster. They they had a lot of belief in Ryan Griffin as well. The Buccaneers really like Ryan Griffin. Um, look, I think Ryan Griffin has the ability to beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick for the starters job. I think it's going to be a competition. Let's see how it plays out. And it won't surprise me even if Ryan Fitzpatrick does win the job, the Ryan Fitz Ryan Griffin may take it away from him before the, the this three week period without Jameis Winston is up. So don't count Ryan Griffin out. I think he's got a very good chance of uh, winning this starter's job. Let's see what happens in training camp. That is still, in my opinion, that's become one of the most important position battles to watch. I think there's going to be a position battle there. It's going to be great to watch.
0: All right, let's wrap this up. I want to ask you one simple question. We finally get more information today. I know we don't get a lot of information, but we get a lot more than we had the last time you and I spoke on a few extra bucks, our podcast here on Peterpyres.com. Uh, How much different do you feel about Jameis Winston today than you did before you heard all the news when you woke up this morning? Uh,
1: A lot different. Um, I'm I'm disappointed in him. Uh, I've lost a lot of respect. Um, You know, I thought Jameis Winston, you know, I really did. I I, I thought Jameis Winston was an honest, upfront kid. Um, I thought he had, you know, learned from his previous mistakes at Florida State, uh, had come to realize the degree of uh, of where he is in what he, in what he's doing in life and um you know and it unfortunately i was wrong it didn't
0: happen that could be teddy bridgewater calling it in right be. there I, I, should be on, I should be on the box you know what roy i, I really appreciate all the takes I, I think uh every anybody who logged in and listened to our podcast uh, learned a lot and maybe you disagree but you'll appreciate our opinions. I think Roy and I disagree a little bit on this. I think I'm a little harder on Jameis Winston. I know we shot an episode of PeterPyrus.com back when we were doing the draft, and he spoke to a local elementary school, and Jameis has done a lot in the community, a lot of good things. But that was right when we didn't know what was happening, this Uber investigation. I remember seeing him with kids and being what seemed pretty genuine. I'm thinking to myself, man, I really want to believe in this guy. I really want him to be the real deal because – I'm not a cynical person. I believe the best in everybody. I want them to succeed. I don't wish that on any anybody to fail. But to hear the news today, I just think he has a lot of issues. Uh, we knew he had some, but I think he has more than we realized. He, you know, He t- touched on the alcohol. I hope he is serious when he is seeking treatment and gets better in that regard. But I think it's just always something with Jameis Winston. And if I'm the Bucks, I'm really thinking hard and long about – you know, not having a future with him. But I will say this. There are a lot of people in the media saying get rid of him. Well, if you're in the media, that's easy to say. It's easy to say get rid of him because you haven't invested in Jameis Winston. And you need Jameis Winston right now in the short term before you figure out if you need him for the long term. So that will wrap it up. i, I got to thank our sponsor, House of Brews. They've been with us for, uh, for a long time now, and uh, they're a great place in loots, They're more than your average sports bar. They're a lot more great food, great service. So check out House of Brews on Van Dyke and Dale Mabry and Lutz, good friends and great supporters. For Roy Cummings, I'm Mike Neighbors. Uh, we thought when we started this podcast, we wouldn't have much to talk about in the month of June and July, but thanks to Jameis Winston, we have more than any Bucks fans would have hoped we would have to talk about. So until next time, we'll see you down the road. Thanks for logging on to PeterPyrus.com. Please subscribe if you have a chance. Thanks.